What is up, Stew Studies? Happy Monday, everyone, December 5th, 2022, and welcome to episode number 464 of the study session. I'm your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz, saying thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, and happy Victory Monday! The Steelers stack a win. Stack two wins together, baby. It's a win sandwich. Yeah, baby. Can we get a triple-decker this coming Sunday against the Baltimore Ratbirds? We'll see. But life is good in Steelers Nation. The Steelers defeat the Atlanta Falcons 19-16. And things are looking slightly on the upswing. Again, remember, the battle right now is to get back to respectability. We're not talking playoffs yet. Yet. Notice the qualifier. But anyway, before we get into the show and talking about the victory just want to remind everyone of the show that i do with jim wexel over on his site the still city insider our podcast is called the still city insider podcast jim and i will be recording tomorrow morning and if you don't know who jim wexel is do yourself a favor and listen to the podcast because jim is the goat of steelers beat writers having covered the team since 1995 he just published his new book on the clock i have that linked in the show notes but check jim out He's a Hall of Famer in my book. He's going to be in the Sports Writer Hall of Fame because he's prolific, he's insightful, he's knowledgeable, and he is my good buddy. Anyway, let's talk about Steelers, Falcons. And I will say this before I get into the, the, the game. That Falcons rushing attack was pretty dominant, and had they have come out with that and committed to it for the entire game and just ran, 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 then I think the Falcons could have won that game. In fact, if I were their coach, and again, I'm not, I would just run the ball. I mean, they had a solid rushing attack, and I think it wore the Steelers down over the game especially when they got into that second half and they just had difficulty stopping it. But I was impressed by their rushing attack. And remember, that game meant a lot to the Falcons because they were behind Tampa Bay in the NFC South fighting for first place in the division. So they had everything to play for at home. So that was a big victory for the Steelers. So I gave the Falcons their props. Now I'm going to talk about the Steelers, and I'm going to start with the Steelers rushing attack. For the fifth consecutive game, the Steelers have been able to meaningfully run the football. Now this is not a 30, 40, 50-yard chunk explosive run team. It's not going to be, but it is just a, a – their running game is brutal. They – can be characterized by brutality. And Najee Harris had that fully on display yesterday. Looked like he was going to be tackled, but somehow he shook off the tackle, picked up three, four, five yards. And that stiff arm that he had was just menacing. He is finally healthy. He's playing at a level that we've wanted to see from him this year. And we're seeing that. And there are lots of reasons for optimism 
as they push through their next five games. And what do you know? The Steelers go for a buck 50. Benny Snell contributes with some good runs. Jalen Warren, not too much in terms of contributions coming back after that injury. Kenny Pickett carried the ball a few times. Derek Watt picking up first downs on fourth downs. There was a stat yesterday mentioned by the commentator that he's five for five on fourth and ones. So quietly, Derek Watt is being not prolific, but effective when called upon. But they are establishing an identity. They are a run first team. That's important when you have a rookie quarterback. It doesn't put all that pressure on Pickett. And then he's able to pick his spots for his throws, convert those third downs. So the running game, definitely doing well. And you got to give kudos to the offensive line for creating space for the runners. And who knows where they'll go from here. Now, they're going to have a stiff test this coming weekend against the Ravens. They always play good defense. They're always stout against the run. And it's going to be very, very difficult for the Steelers to get the win here. And I don't want to go too much into the Baltimore game. I'll get into that more tomorrow and Wednesday and the rest of the week. But Lamar Jackson... By all accounts and purposes, it looks like he is not going to be available for Sunday's game. So it's going to be, I think, his Huntley's his last name. I can't remember his first name. Running quarterback, he's pretty solid. But you know that the the Ravens are watching that Falcons game, seeing how successful they were with the run. The Ravens are coming out and they're saying, "We're running the freaking ball every time. Stop us." So it may be the quickest game this season for the Steelers because the Steelers are going to run the ball. The Ravens are going to run the ball. It's going to come down to who can stop the run effectively and which quarterback cannot make mistakes. Anyway, I don't want to get too much into that. Kenny Pickett continues his development. I thought he played well there. Again, there were still some spots that showed his rookiness, his newness, if you will, where he missed a couple receivers there was a deep throw to Pat Freyermuth that would have been a score where he overthrew him, but I would rather see him overthrow Freyermuth than underthrow and leave the, the ball susceptible to a pick. He didn't do that. Deontay Johnson, man, I know there's probably, there hasn't been one player I've been more critical this year than Deontay Johnson. Two examples yesterday. He fumbled the ball. Thankfully, the play was overturned, and it wasn't ruled a fumble. But there was a throw in the end zone where Pickett put the ball where it needed to be, but Johnson didn't come down with it. He He's more of a liability than he is beneficial at this point. And think about this. The Steelers always used to have a strong wide receiving core, but... It's pretty weak right now. Deontay Johnson is slightly, slightly, and I'm talking about .002% above average. George Pickens, who didn't really get any opportunities yesterday, and he was all pissed off about that. I'm sure you've heard him ranting on the sidelines at his coaches to throw him the ball. But you have Steven Sims and Gunnar Olszewski. Think of what Kenny Pickett's doing with this receiving core. It's not good. It, it's not. He's got to get some receivers out there. So I know a lot of people are criticizing Kenny Pickett for 
not putting up significant passing numbers, but he doesn't have a stable of wide receivers that are talented outside of George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, but he's a roll of the dice. So that's definitely an area that's got to get cleaned up this offseason through the draft and free agency. And if it wasn't for Pat Freyermuth, who has become Kenny Pickett's go-to guy, he had the Steelers' first 50-yard offensive play yesterday. He is steadily growing into a Pro Bowl player. And I think this offense, if they continue to grow like this, and if you add in a few pieces next year, like a left guard, a stout left guard, possibly even a left tackle, like two quality wide receivers, and then you let these other guys really just grow into each other and build that chemistry, this could be a potent offense. So a lot to be encouraged by by the offense. Defensive side of the ball, I talked about before the game how Marcus Mariota has been sacked 28 times. They really didn't get a lot of pressure on him yesterday. Cam Hayward got to him. Now, that could be because they were primarily playing the run, but not much of a pass rush. T.J. Watt has a rib issue. He came off the field at one point. Apparently, he's battling a lot of injuries, according to Dejan Kovacevic from DK Sports. So, not sure what's going on there. Hopefully, he didn't aggravate that pec tear. But he needs to get healthy because he's going to be needed these final five games of the season. And it was an okay performance from the defense. I mean, they did hold the Falcons to 16 points, so kudos to them for that. But they have to get better at stopping the run. I'm not sure that this is a game that you can look at and really judge this rush defense because it's one of the better rushing attacks in the NFL. But if they're going to win more games this season, they have to be able to stop the running game. And then Minka Fitzpatrick to close out the game. And you want to talk about a mature play. A lot of guys would run that in, get the the touchdown. You want to talk about some humility and being selfless for his team. That was it. And then just what a hell of a pick, man. Great job. Close that thing out. And then I would be remiss if I didn't mention Kenny Pickett's touchdown pass to Connor Hayward. That was a thing of beauty. Hayward was wide open in the end zone. Pickett threw a beautiful ball. To me, that was the prettiest play that I've seen all season from the Steelers team on offense. And hopefully that's a development of a connection that we're going to see grow and grow and grow. And that was an emotional moment for the Hayward brothers being that their dad played in Atlanta. The story was before the game, Connor and Cameron went to visit their dad's grave and they dedicated this game to, to him. And what a way to to honor their father than with that big touchdown pass. And then Cam Hayward was in on that sack. Uh, just special. And the crazy thing, and this is pretty, pretty spooky if you think about it, Ironhead Hayward's first touchdown was on a similar type route with the the Rams. Uh, There's video of it on Twitter, but it's his first touchdown reception. It almost looks exactly like the play that Connor scored on yesterday. Pretty spooky, yet cool stuff. Check that out. Anyway, Studians, life is good. Five and seven, I know that doesn't have a good ring to it, but they are 
battling back to respectability. This team is growing. They're getting better. It's not all rosy. This isn't a, a playoff caliber team. A lot of warts here, but they're improving. And that's all you can ask for with as many youngsters on this team as they have. And with that studying, 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 that is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 464 of the study session. My gratitude and appreciation to Yin's beautiful, beautiful studyings. Have a phenomenal week. Take care of yourself and someone else. And remember, on this beautiful Monday, sun is shining, life is good, holiday season, victory Monday. Life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great day.